Welcome back to another episode of A Small Business Dads. My name's Daniel Monday. Thanks for tuning in and checking us out for another week. Cool little chat to share with you today. Alan Say from Outina Drinks is joining me. Now, if you are interested, a very timely case now, if you're in the middle of dry July or you're not a drinker yourself and you're sick of having to deal with soft drink or an apple juice or just boring mocktails that are full of fruit juice and sugar and all that sort of rubbish, and you want an alternative to having an alcoholic drink, um, Alan's little product that he's got from Altina is something that might be right up your alley. What they do is zero-proof craft cocktails. And Alan's going to share with us how he got started and why he got started, but also how it's a bit more gourmet and a bit more upmarket and a bit more attractive as an option, as a non-drinker in this day and age. So let's get over now and hear what Alan has to say. Welcome back. Another episode of Small Business Dads. I have with me today, Alan Say from Altina Drinks. How are you, Alan? I'm um, good. Thanks, Daniel. Thanks for having me. No dramas, mate. Well, it's great to have you on board and you've got a very interesting concept that I'm keen to hear more about. But before we do get into what you do with Altina Drinks, just give us a bit more about you and your background and your family and, and give us the Alan story. Yeah, sure. So I'm originally from the Gold Coast. So I um, grew up there did my primary high school, did my university, and then decided the Sunshine State wasn't for me. Wanted somewhere a bit cooler, wanted something a bit different, so I moved down to Canberra. So that's really where that's I am. That's a big difference. Moment. Yeah, yeah, so I am um, talking to you from Canberra at the moment. Um, screw up, I've got one sister. So a typical Chinese family, mum and dad, older brother, younger sister, and similar to one of those um, Asian parents where they just want the kid to do law, uh, become a lawyer or an accountant. And I disappointed them by being an economist. <laughs> <laughs> You're still out at the family dinner table. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I still am. And well, that's, well, that's a good, that's a good starting point at least anyway. Hmm. So what led you down that path and, yeah. and going away from the family tradition or the expectation uh, more so? <laughs> I think it was just personal interest. Like I did a couple of law degrees, like as in, sorry, law courses, and it just wasn't for me. I was like, no, I, I can't practice law as a, for a living. Is that because you have a conscience? <laughs> <laughs> no offense to any lawyers. I just couldn't practice law. Like just what they have to do in terms of like, just what they do for day-to-day -day living as opposed to, you know, from TV shows like Suits and all these other um, exciting legal TV drama show. It's makes it a bit more was, glamorous. Yeah. When I was studying, it wasn't quite the glamour that I was hoping for. And I just couldn't see myself being a lawyer for the rest of my life. That's fair enough. Long hours too. It was probably not exactly family friendly. If you're, uh, if you're writing depth of it all too. Yeah, absolutely. So then you've, um, you've been working in that and then what possessed you to, uh, break from things and to start off and, uh, and start our tuna drinks. Yeah, it is, um, pretty, crazy ride for myself. So I, I became a uh, trained economist, came down. So the reason I came out to Canberra was I just I had a graduate position at the treasury. So I so came down as a, an economist helping out with the, I guess, taxation policies and um, costing how much it would uh, be for Australians to have you know, certain tax cuts or tax hikes. Did that for four years and decided to try something different. So I became an, a, a financial advisory consultant in Canberra. Did that for a couple of years. 
um, worked my way up to a manager role and then really got caught up in the drinking culture. So, and what was really interesting, Daniel, when I reached out to you was, um, you know, drinking with mates is just something you do. Like it's a very social, easygoing activity. It's like an Aussie do. tradition sort of thing, isn't yeah, it? You go yeah, with your yeah. mates, you grow up, you go out, you have a yep. beer and... Yep, 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 yep. You know, beer, wine, cocktails, you, know, you, you take it, but it always be over a drink. And I, and I, so I still drink and I was a, I, I was a heavy drinker. And to be honest, I probably got to a stage where I was, I eventually felt I was drinking too much. So what happened was I cut back on that. So it's not like I had an alcohol addiction. It was more, I just thought I'd had too much. wanted to cut, cut back on alcohol. And I realized there was nothing to drink. So the thing is I'd go out with mates to a pub, to a bar. They were all there, there three to five you know, cans of beer or um, schooners. And here I am after my first, I'd stick with soft drink, juice, water, and just get all these awkward questions. It's like, mate, what's wrong with you? Are you, are you not feeling well today? Do you need to go home? What's, what's wrong? And I'm just like, nothing's wrong. Actually, I feel quite good. Yeah. <laughs> I actually feel really good. But then, so the awkward questions and the lack of choice made me wonder, well, why can't I have something nice to drink? So I don't, want the, I don't want the alcohol, but I still want something nice to drink. Because I think a lot of people when they drink alcohol, when they drink their wine, besides the alcohol, people drink because it's delicious, right? It, it, it's, it's an experience. And I said to myself, um, am I the only one out there? Like, are there more people like me? Both, let it be dad or non-dad. So this is before I became a dad. Um, and then I was speaking to my, my partner about it and she said, same thing. And for her, it's actually even worse because they're like, are you pregnant? Yeah, that's the thing, so isn't like, it? Especially like women. More yeah. To be asking, yeah. answering, no, it's not, I'm not pregnant. I just choose not to drink as much. And then we actually said we wanted to start a family and what's going to happen when we have kids. What are we going to do with our drinking um, habits? Because obviously she probably doesn't want to drink when she's pregnant. And I was like, I really want to support you by not drinking during, yeah. during her time. Because obviously it's hard when she can't drink, but then I drink and she's like, well, you know, what, what do I do with my uh, soft drink and lemon lime bitters? So that's really all, all that idea about starting a family, thinking about our own life goals, thinking about other people. We decided let's create something. So luckily for me, um, my partner actually has a PhD in plant biology, biochemistry from um, ANU. So she actually said, well, I can actually use my science training to create beautiful drinks without the use of alcohol, artificial sweeteners, um, and, and random numbers to create something that's really tasty. So I said, that's a great idea. We went back to part-time in our day jobs, in our consulting day jobs, and after running a crowdfunding campaign, so similar to some of the consumer brands, we, we decided to do a crowdfunding campaign from the Canberra market in Australia, if people hear about us. And yeah, we raised $27,000 over a 30-day period. Wow, that's awesome. And we thought all right, well, that's enough money to kickstart the business, you know, like just to get IP sorted, get some basic equipment, mm. see what we can do with $27,000. And we ended up quitting our jobs six to 12 months after the crowdfunding campaign, after realizing we can create something really beautiful. So right now um, it's a family run business. There's two of us hiring a couple of casuals here and there to help build, build a business um, from the nation's capital. So was that a lot of, 
trial and error with like flavors you might like what do you do it's like a yeah. bit of cocktail making you mix this and a bit of this and a bit of that yeah. and see how it goes yeah absolutely so my partner made it so i was like the cheap taster <laughs> <laughs> there's some really good moments and some not so good moments like for example we wanted to create really so the thing is if you want to just soda water or one dimensional drink they already exist right yep. it's called like apple sparkling water with lots of sugar or like a Know, peach kombucha. So alcohol-free products already existed. What we wanted was to create something that was a bit more complex. So um, to be a, a wine alternative. So not an alcohol-free wine, but a wine alternative. Something that, for example, when you have a baby shower, when you have a wedding, when you want to celebrate and you don't want just a juice, we want to create something for those occasions. So we dealt, um, we uh, used chili a fair bit and uh, there were certain times where... <laughs> probably a bit too much chili and (laughs) and unusual flavors that we wanted to create um, using Australian native ingredients. So yeah, definitely a lot of testing, a lot of tears, um, (laughs) a lot of water drinking to uh, dilute the, the, some of the strong flavors and drinks that were, that Christina was creating, but it was a lot of fun. Like it was a lot of fun and just interesting experience and experiments that we tried. Well, the interesting thing I find, you know, obviously, like you say, we've got a bit of an ingrained drinking culture, but then if you don't have, like it's, like you say, there's not many alternatives and the ones that are like, it's either water, which is, you know, which is great and healthy and all that, but it's also yep. boring. Yep. But the alternative is if you're at a pub is soft drink and that's, you have soft drink after soft drink. If you're going to drink for drink, or even if you're going every other drink with your friends, that's, it's obviously not good for the waistline. No, no, no. Yep. It's just that it's all that sugar and it's not good for your health, not just for the waistline point of view, but overall health. It's like all that, you know, all the sugar and diabetes risk and all that sort of stuff. So it's nice that there's an option that's, so how would you frame it? Is it like you said before, it's like a, um, an alternative to wine, but is it also, is it like a cocktail as such, or is it still yeah. something a little bit different from that? Yeah. Look, so that's the thing. We're like playing around with wording as well. And neither of us have a marketing degree. So we're just like, you know, using, our own experience about what, what can we, what do we want to call it? Um, Cause the other market we saw was a ready-made product. So for example, when we went to weddings, we went to baby showers, when we went to networking events. Now these are like fast service, but high quality events. Yep. So people don't have time to mix mock, mix mocktails um, anyway. So that's why I think a lot of it is like sparkling soda water or like flavored water or just juice. So we wanted something that was ready-made. Um, and obviously the natural language people would use is mocktail, mm. but we actually stayed away from the word mocktail. So our branding is zero proof, which actually means non-alcoholic. It's like 0% alcohol yep. and then craft cocktail in the sense of trying to, um, be a product that actually has, is a combination of delicious flavors. And that's how we use the word craft cocktail as opposed to like cocktail in an alcoholic sense. Yep. Um, and we stayed away from the word mocktail because when we talk to people on mocktail, like even for me, I'm like, nah, I don't want a mocktail. It's just full sugar. Well, yeah, it's got a connotation to it, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. So we wanted to create a new class of drinks um, for the premium, at the, not necessarily premium, premium, but like, you no, know, just a more sophisticated level. It's not just like something that you're excited about. Not like, oh, right. Give me a can of, you know, give me um, a Coca-Cola, thank you. Or a Coca-Cola um, diet, for example. We wanted something that, when everyone's ordering their craft beer, um, you know, their, their, their wine, their fine wine, 
you have something to drink that's not just like you said water or juice yeah and so as a result then your target market what would you say it normally is is it the you know the person who is pregnant or it's the person who is at a you know is at a business you know as like you say network meeting or conference or whatever and they yeah. just want something a bit fancy or, or the pubs yeah. or is it a bit of all of the above look it it's a really lazy answer but i think ultimately it's um it's actually not necessarily demographic it's actually by choice lifestyle for example if we think about um the easy ones right like the religious or you're pregnant but if we just think about like why do people don't drink um, and that's for health reasons, like you yep. said. And that's why our products are like all natural ingredients, no added sugar, juice, syrup, um, low carbs, vegan friendly, all these other really great benefits. But really it's targeted for people who just don't have time to have a hangover. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, for example, yeah. so this is before I was- Parents. Dad. Exactly. <laughs> well, 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 this is the thing, like seriously. Um, yeah. So it's um, people with you know, like professional, like it could be lawyers, it could be consultants, it could be accountants, it could be- small business owners. It's really people who just don't have time to have hangovers. Yeah, but, well, you can't. Still, yeah. Yeah, but you still want to socialize. Yeah. Um, for me, you know, I was actually talking to, so when um, my little boy Oliver was three months old, I'm just like, you know, obviously during that time, it was like we were sleep deprived and all this other fun parenting um, experience. I actually just turned to Christina. I said, how do parents? Because, you know, you always hear the, the occasional joke about parents drinking. And, and all this other stuff, right? So I don't know how like real it is, but for me, I'm just like, how? How can you afford to drink and have hangovers? Like, I just don't get it. Like, as a parent, mum or dad, I just, I, was like, I don't have time. I don't have time for this. Um, yeah. So it's really targeted for those who don't feel like they've got time, but they still want to socialize. So on a Wednesday night, for example, people might want to have a like you know a, a glass of wine at home um, instead of having a soft drink. So Again, we're positioning ourselves for Wednesday night drink. Like yeah. Wednesday night, Thursday night, or Tuesday night, where it's like you know, it's not quite uh, bringing out the booze yet, but you still want something a bit more fancy, sophisticated, and that's where our products would really shine and be that real alternative without making you feel like you're drinking something boring. Well, it's probably a good um, it's probably a good um, way to ease in. You know, like some people like to have alcohol free. Um, you know, during the week and then have a couple of drinks on the weekend with dinner or what have you. But, and it's a good way to, you know, rather than going like cold Turkey, so to speak, you know, you're still having something there that that's a bit more fancier, I guess. And how do you find the target market? Like, is there a fine line? Like obviously because there's no alcohol, is it something the kids like, you know, not not little kids, but like teenagers as such are attracted to or, Yep. Or it's not cool. Like, how does it work? Or is yeah. there a bit of a fine line with where you can tread with that? Yeah, absolutely. I guess where we're lucky is um, because we don't have an out. So our products are not fermented. So our products are more distilling kind of methodology. Like um, we extract the flavors. So it's a really clean, um, clean tasting product. So it's not like kombucha or beer where you get that fermentation, that yeast flavor because yep. i think like that comment you just made i think um beer companies and kombucha companies sometimes get um I, I guess it's tricky for them because they've got alcoholic products and non-alcoholic products and obviously advocacy organizations are like your alcohol-free products are just like a, a way in yeah for um the teenagers to go alcoholic yep. like to, to build their gateway product, product or yeah gateway know. right yeah. whereas we as a brand are completely alcohol-free to start off with so where there's no gateway to alcohol, yeah. 
and also our product uh, tastes very different to beer. So th and that's why we coined it more to a, a cocktail. It's a really clean tasting product. It's more like a wine alternative where there's all that um, complex flavors without that yeasty fermenting taste. The feedback we got, so for example, December, um, so we've, we're an 18 month old business. So we've only had a couple of Christmases, um, two Christmases actually. Both Christmas was our busiest period actually, our busiest month um, in the entire year. And it's interesting because some people be like, oh, I would have thought everyone wants to drink. Everyone would just be buying booze. Why would, why would it be so busy for an alcohol free brand? Um, and that is because we've positioned our product to be the occasion. The, the special occasion yeah. yeah drinking and the number one feedback we got from parents grandparents and aunties and uncles is they could grab a bottle and share it with the entire family yeah so, in, so, in, so instead of teenagers between the age of 15 and 17 knowing to celebrate is alcohol but they're stuck with juice you know juice or, yeah, or soft drink to toast yeah. during um, the family dinner and lunches they can actually all toast to something fancy like our products where it gets put in so our products we recommend pouring into a champagne glass and a wine or um, a wine glass so it's not just like you know little tumbler and as if it's a sparkling water or something yep. like that um, we've, we've been very particular with our branding uh you know in bottle packaging and the way we serve it so that's so and that's actually exactly what we wanted to achieve that product where everyone is happy so parents are happy to drink it because it because they're like it's not they don't feel like a kid they yep. feel like they're still a, right, an, a fully functional adult and the teenagers can drink it realizing that they're not having an inferior different product to their parents so so i guess i guess with the um the increase these days as well with feb fast and october and all those you know alcohol free targeted months has that been a benefit for the business and i guess you know, maybe with different religious cultures like Ramadan, potentially when they have yep. their feast at nighttime once the sun sets. Um, is that has that been a good thing for you guys that you've been able to capitalise on? Yeah. And again, we're really new and we actually, so all our um, revenue has been organic. So just word of mouth. Um, and we haven't actually done any paid advertising or like editorials and things like that. Like everything we've received so far have all been free or word of mouth. Um, so it's, for us, it's we're, we're yet to capitalize on that. But for example, like July is coming around the corner and we're doing a bit more work, a bit more like prep work for July. And like you said, October. Yeah, July, yeah. Yeah, and like October and, and then November, December and January. So you're absolutely right. Um, but December, we have, well, we have noticed December, like the, the, cage, the, the special drinking moments or months, that it's actually our busiest month at the moment. Okay, well, that's it. I think it's, it's nice just to have an alternative there, isn't it? Rather than something that's the traditional boring stuff that will be more attractive to get people. And how has the response been for you? Yeah, it's been really, really good. And I think, so for example, in Canberra, when we just started, obviously we were like nobody as a brand. I was like <laughs> lugging my products, going to bottle shops and IG, local IGAs in Canberra and like um, gift shops. And a lot of them actually said, oh, Alan, I don't think this will sell. Like, because it's such a new product category, they, they were just used to selling alcohol. Yep. And they're like, nah, they, they, they weren't sure. But I guess two things worked for us in Canberra, and that is they wanted to support a local. They're like, okay, Alan, I'll buy a case. Just to sell it, guys, I'll buy a case. And within a month or like six weeks, they made a reorder. Okay, and, cool. And, and their response was, I can't believe, 
and actually we did this in July last like um, last yeah, perfect year. timing that's when we started actually the or June so we started in June that's when obviously um, like you said uh, potentially July people were drinking less but I think what was interesting was they're like oh in winter particularly we're in Canberra so winter is a little bit frosty for us here yep definitely. like no one yeah they're like now nah, everyone wants alcohol because it's win it's winter everyone wants to be warm and all, and all these other reasons why you would want to drink but each each stock is actually were all super surprised they're just like wow no products are walking off the shelf let's make a reorder okay so nice. i think for us it's actually really interesting because we actually did a market research um commissioned by the act government um about nine months ago as well so we will during that research what we asked well, we did two things i went to individuals like you and me and i asked what's the number one barrier for you to go alcohol free and what would encourage you to go alcohol free and would you go alcohol free and the overwhelming response like nine out of ten people and this is about 120 people that we interviewed in canberra um, through online survey said if they had a really good experience alcohol free they would they would buy it and then eight out of ten said i want alcohol free products but for us what was interesting was when i interviewed about 10 to 15 businesses in canberra like bar restaurants retail um their number one metric was customer service is super important to them but they actually said no one's asking for alcohol free okay so that to me was a conflict so people want alcohol free but the retailers the stockers the restaurants are like they're not asking for it so the question is why like why is there this disconnect and through follow-up questionnaires we realize it's because people like you and me we don't want to be that person like if you don't drink you're not going to be like mate like you're not going to make a scene out of it no right? that's right um so therefore restaurants and retailers don't get that feedback right um so for us and this is why it's so important for us as a brand to actually normalize alcohol free drinking for us we're not an anti-alcohol brand for us it's about yes you want to celebrate you want to have a great time with mates you can do it through drinking but it can be alcohol or non-alcoholic so that's really what we're trying to do as a brand to raise um the idea that you can drink you can go alcohol free without the stigma but those who still want to drink that's great I think that's the smart thing rather than telling someone not to, because mm. what's the first thing you're going to do It's like a little kid, isn't it? You tell them not to do something. The first thing yeah. they want to do is go and do that exact thing. Yeah. So you're just creating a barrier to resistance. If you're saying, hang on a minute, this is the devil's drink that, and you can't touch it. <laughs> yeah. So, but now I, I, I quite like the position. I quite like the positioning for that there. And so what's the deal these days? Are you just in Canberra or are you, you know, around the country? Like whereabouts are you at the moment? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so we are 18 month old business. We only started bot like having bottles to sell about 12 months ago, 11 months ago. So it's still really new in Canberra. We're in about 26 shops, um, bars, restaurants, cafes in Canberra. Um, we've actually started making our way to like regional New South Wales, um, the, those cafes. And then we're um, starting conversations with bars and restaurants and bottle shops in um, you know, Queensland, New South Wales, Victoria as well. So all that is ongoing discussion and you know, it's, um, the life of a small business owner, it's just the two of us. So, you know, as we're juggling the, the little one who just turned eight months, who's just going to turn eight months this week, it's just juggling the workload there and spending enough time with the baby because he's just growing so quickly. Like I said before, Daniel, yeah, I definitely. can't believe them how fast they grow, how big they are. 
soon as soon as they start crawling around, you have to uh, everything oh, changes. Then it's a whole yeah, it's a whole game changer. Yeah, yeah. How do you how do you manage the balance between both at the moment? Um, Especially when you're both in the same business. Yeah, yeah. Like I think it's it is t- it is really tough, and we have to constantly remind each other that there's more to life than just the business. Even though the business is what pays the bill, so it's kind of like that's the financial pressure we face. I think even though we don't have any parents in camera, because obviously both our parents are on the Gold Coast where we grew up, we've had really nice friends and neighbors and they've actually offered to look after um, our, our little boy while we have half a day or a whole day to work where we can both work. Otherwise we just um, have defined days where I look after yeah. Oliver. So I don't do any work. I just feel like my, my sole job is to just look after um, Oliver and then same thing for my partner. There'll be days where she doesn't do any work either and just look after Oliver. So that's how we balance it out. Well, it's a good balance too because it lets you be a dad too rather than just yeah. being single mind and focus on the business. And obviously it's hard for a new business getting it off the ground, but you've still got to be the dad. Yeah, absolutely. And like you say, all those, you know, all those big, the big changes that happen so quickly when they are that young and it does yeah. go so quick, the next thing you know, like obviously they won't remember you, um, you know, when you're a couple of years time, you know, what you did, but still it's the habits and the connections that you're able to bond with them. You know, yeah. they're not going to think, Oh, well, he was always working or he was you know, whatever. But I think, yeah, you, but it's still yeah. that connection that, that allows them to open up to you and be closer to you as well as, as they get older and start communicating with you. Yep. Absolutely. That's yeah. It's beautiful. So what would you say um, is a tip that you have for someone that is trying to run a business and establish a business and has like a little, a little baby that they do have to, uh, yep. you know, spend time with and look after as well. And yeah. so have yeah. you got any advice out there for anyone that may be in the same position as you? So I've got two and I've touched on them and I, I use them both myself. So one is um, ask for help. So mm. don't feel like you, particularly I think for guys, I think for, for men, I think we're a bit more proud where like, yeah. we can do everything. And I think we're particularly when we're used to um, not having as much family responsibility. I think, you know, I think that's changing right but i think it's just that mindset so definitely um don't be afraid to ask for help so like we asked help for our, our closest friends and our neighbors and they they open-handedly said yes you know, like half a day a week or like in a couple hours um during the day like that's been a massive help and massive nice. relief for us and then number two is to be particularly if you're going to run a real um, run the business with your life partner I actually think open communication is key. So I think, look, honestly, for us, it was um, it wasn't all smooth sailing. You know, there was times where things got a little bit heated, and then we realised it was because she thought I was doing this, and I thought she, I was, and right, vice versa. Yep. I think the easiest thing for us, we sat down and we said, okay, what are we doing? Where do we divide the workload, and who's going to look after the um, the little one? And I think that really helped because now we're like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. That's my sales day. Yeah. So, so all I do is make phone calls, do samples. And Christina looks after um, the little one. And then Thursday, Friday is her production day or her logistics day. And then I look after all of us. So I think then that's really worked because then there's no like, oh, I told you this meeting. How, how can you forget like all this other stuff? And you know, they're, they're the days. Do whatever you want with those days, but they're the days. And I think the conversation has been a lot more positive, a lot more... Um, harmonious yeah. that line of communication. So they're my two tips, really open communication and being supportive, um, finding the closest allies, like um, friends, family and neighbors to give you a hint when you need it. Nice. 
Well, I think that's smart, isn't it? You realise what could become a potential problem because the last thing you want is for your relationship to break down at the cost of the business. Yeah. You, know, you don't want that to take off and go through the roof, but then you, you know, you've, uh, you're at war with each other and you're trying yep. to run a company together. That's not going to work either. So I think, you've, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. Now, is there a way that you... Um, well, so I guess maybe there's no time for it at the moment, but have you got any interest or anything that you can get into outside of you know, family in the business where you get to have some time for you to mentally unwind and yeah. de-stress or, <laughs> or that just doesn't happen when you're trying to get this off the ground a bit more? Yeah. Look, we, we try to do it. So for example, we were big board game lovers. Well, nice. we still are. Um, so back then before all this personal um, business, and, and baby, we actually had board like friends over for board games every two weeks um, on a Friday night. And that's when we did have beer and wine and board games and cheese, all this other great stuff. So these days, it's actually more like every six weeks. So every four to six weeks, we actually invite friends over and we have Altina drinks and... Bit of market research. Bit of market research. Yeah, yeah. And, just like board games <laughs> with friends. and then that's just like a whole afternoon where we just do that or... We go walking. So we have a lot more walking meetings now. So we walk with Ollie in, in our pouch. So he hopefully has a bit of a sleep in the afternoon. Nice. And we get a bit of exercise, get some fresh air and just talk about business and personal life. So instead of just be, always being in like under a roof talking about business. Is that hard to have a differentiation between the two at the moment or it just sort of, it's all yeah. part of, yeah. You got to draw the <laughs> yeah. line in the sand and go, okay, work's finished or whatever. And It's harder. Like, I think... I think it depends. Like, for example, if I had a, a massive client, I, like I just want a massive client, then I would just tell her that. I'd be like, we just got a, a 10 carton order or like a 20 carton order or something like that. Like, that's great news to share straight away. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we actually have weekly operational meetings and then like set times where we talk about what's happened. Um, and then we have like monthly strategy meetings. So they're the times where we like talk all, all, all those little things, all those little details, whatnot. That's when we try to do it. Um, so like you said, try, we try to draw the line in the sand somewhere, um, to, unless it's like super, super great news or super bad news. We, yeah, don't, fair really enough. we don't really share that. Um, again, like you said, just try to have a bit of sanity in the family. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So let's go a bit of a side track for a moment. I love to ask a question of everyone. If you could go back to any point of your time back in the day, no matter what stage of your life, do you have any advice you'd give to your younger self? Yeah. I would say don't be, I would say don't be afraid to do what you really wanted earlier. Awesome. So I think for me, honestly, like, you know how my, my parents are like, be a lawyer, be an, yeah. account, be an accountant because they're safe jobs and safe and good money jobs. Um, so I'd be, I'd be, uh, I became an economist, which again, you know, got me a decent salary. And then there was times where I was like, I really wanted to do something different, but I didn't want to cause like, you know, I, I have a, a job for life really for the government with the yeah. government. Um, but I finally decided enough was enough. Um, and I felt like I took too long. I, I wish I started earlier. Well, like, I guess you, that's probably your timing. And obviously you can't time if you can't plan when you know, global events are going to come and take over things. But you know, I don't know, maybe it might've been a bit of a, uh, a bit of a help for you at the moment with everyone being stuck at home and a bit more time and maybe people are over alcohol or, how do you, how have you found that? Has the current situation um, been a good thing or a bad thing or changed yep. anything for you? Yeah. No, I actually think, well, so for us, the, the bad thing is like a 
a big part of our business was in restaurants and bars. Obviously, okay. they were forced to shut. Yep. Um, but in terms of like local shops, um, bottle shops, and our own online website, um, that that's been really steady. So actually, let me start again. Um, physical stores have been quite steady with cool. the bottle turnover. So that's really good. So people still drink and still still drink alcohol free. Um, our online store has actually gone off the um, you know, really accelerated, and I think it's because people don't, don't want to necessarily go to shops as well. Yep. Um, so they actually buy, choosing to buy online instead, or people are just sick of drinking and like typing alcohol free or non-alcoholic products and we, we come up. So yeah, so definitely, I know like March was a really tough month, I think for a lot of businesses, um, you know, some industries got hit harder than others. But for us, April onwards this year actually has, we've seen a, a, um, a really nice recovery. At the same time, we've had more time to spend with our little boy as well. So that's been really lovely. Well, that's always a positive to take out of it as well. I guess you try and take it out of something, don't you? Yep. So you mentioned earlier online. So obviously people can buy you online. Whereabouts is the spot where people can find you? Point us in the, uh, the right direction if someone is interested in trying out your products or any of the, uh, the bottle shops that they may be in as well. Yeah, no worries. So our business name is Altina Drinks. Um, the website is just altinadrinks.com. So on the website, we have an online shop that you can um, purchase your bottles. You can read it more about us, more about our products, our processes as well, to see if it's something that you, you do want to drink. And we also have a stockist map. So you can actually go online if you're not in Canberra. So if you're in Canberra, you can actually go online and see which Canberra shops you can buy it from. But if you're not from Canberra, you can always buy it online. We do free shipping over $80. Nice. Well, I'll put the link in the show notes, obviously, but definitely check out if you're looking for an alternative or so I guess it's probably nice at present or something, you know, if your wife's pregnant or whatever, yeah. for something to spice things up for, like you say, to get away from the same old boring soft drinks and everything like that as well. So that's, uh, there's definitely some options there. So thanks yeah. for your time, Alan. I appreciate you coming on and sharing your story. And I hope it goes really well for you because it is an interesting topic. And I know we have an alcohol culture here, but it's nice to have an alternative that isn't boring for people to explore if they want to go down that route as well. Sounds really good. That's what we're happy for. Beauty. Well, all the best with it, mate. And thank you once again for coming on and sharing the story. All right. Thanks, Daniel, for inviting me. Well, there you go. Hope you were able to enjoy that chat there with Alan. Some great insights that he shared about Altona drinks. But... The cool thing I like about it, and Alan was kind enough to send me a little taster pack to test out for myself to give you my two cents, and I really enjoyed it. The thing that I like, especially midweek, if you're trying to stay off the drink, it's a nice little way to enjoy something nice over dinner that has no alcohol in it, but it's got a nice little kick. The thing that I found, nice and fizzy, a light fizz to it, but it's just nice and refreshing. It'll be something that will be really awesome to sit down over and enjoy on a nice warm night in summertime but even now in winter like we said as an alternative uh, if you're off the drink for dry july or you're just a non-drinker i think it's a great little alternative rather than having to stick to soft drink or just water now alan was also kind enough to hook us up with a bit of a small business dad's discount so if you go to the website outtunadrinks.com and go to the shop section put a few in your cart for what you want to try though i tried the mix pack um the Light Me Up and the Lavian Rose. And um, I must admit, I really enjoyed those. And But Alan, like we said, it's hooked up with a 10% discount. Grab whatever you want, put it in your cart. Then 
The discount code at checkout is cheers dad, all one word, all caps lock. The link will be in the show notes and also on the smallbusinessdads.com.au website. But definitely make the most a nice way to try something different, to support a local dad, an Aussie dad who's doing his best for his family and and also too to do something for the community as well and reducing the toll on uh, drinking on the culture that a typical Aussie culture like Alan mentioned in the story. So like we said, check them out, support a dad and make the most of that little coupon code. In saying that, in wrapping up, thank you for tuning in once again. Please share the stories. If you hear something that you like, please tell a mate. Share the business with them, but also share the podcast. And also, if you would like to come on or you know someone who will be a great little guest to come on and share their story, I'd love to hear about you, about your family, and of course, about your business. Send me an email, daniel at dpmtransformation.com, and I'd love to be able to give you a plug on a future episode of Small Business Dads. And until next week, Daniel Monday, thanks for tuning in. Over and out.